Well, good morning. Uh, remain standing for prayer. <laughs> Brandon did it, so I thought I'd do it too. My mic was on though, so I don't know. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you, we love you, we honor you, and we need you. Father, you're invited into this place, and Lord, I feel like we've already had some church, Lord, because we're worshiping you in the spirit and in truth. Father, just uh, thank you again for allowing me to be here. Thank you for, uh, Lord, the message, and just pray that people would leave here changed in, in your presence. We love you and thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. I just think that sounds so awesome when Alan says it, so I steal it. It's it's so true. If we're not in the presence of the Lord, we're in trouble. So with that, um, I am Pastor Bill Johnston. I'm the bridge class pastor. There'll be a few of those mess-ups because I'm not nervous. I just did this once, so... So pray this morning real quick for Alan and Delana. Nothing's wrong with them. They're traveling. They're taking some time off. So we pray that our pastor and his wife get some uh, time off of refreshing. But then a matter of health is uh, Larry Washington. For those of you that know Larry, he's had some uh, medical issues, and, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what that looks like, but I know that our dear friend Larry Washington needs your prayers, so if you, if you think of Larry. And so with that, this Thanksgiving... It's coming up in just four days, and you expect, normally, to hear a Thanksgiving message. And you may think that you're going to hear a traditional Thanksgiving message this morning, and you're not. And you're not, because I've got something that God laid on my heart, but I am going to say that I am thankful to be here. I'm thankful uh, for God the Father, I'm thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for His Word. I'm thankful for this church, its leadership, its leaders, my dear wife and my two kids and all of you. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks for this the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we're thankful, right? I don't think you are. We're thankful, are we not? All right, just making sure. And that concludes this Thanksgiving message for the day. As the great, don't take off, don't leave, we're not done. As the great radio host Paul Harvey used to say, page two. You know that? Some of you more mature people know Paul Harvey. Or for me, sermon two. And we're going to talk about winning against self-doubt. In Exodus 3.11, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? So who am I? You may ask, who am I, as Pharaoh did? As we talk about self-doubt this morning, you're the one that God has called to a mission. We all have a calling. What is keeping you from your calling this morning? That's what I want you to think about. The answer for most of you, unfortunately, is fear and doubt. As believers, we should be asking who, what, where, when, and why. And I'm not talking about questioning God. I'm not talking about questioning God's authority. I'm simply talking about asking God the questions as he guides us. Lord, who do you want me to talk to today? People. What people? Any people. The company I work for, I'm looking for an opportunity every day to talk to someone about Jesus Christ. Whether it's a delivery driver that mm, frustrates me. Certain things go certain places, people. Just saying. 
FedEx, UPS. No, I digress. <laughs> what do you need to do to help further God's kingdom? That's the next question. That's direction. Father, what would you have me to do? Where do you want me to go? What's my path? We all have a path. We all have a destination. When do you want me to go? That's timing and planning. And then why? Why do you want me, or pardon me, what do you want me to get done? What's the mission? Because I think sometimes as, as people get saved newly, they all want to be pastors. And they all want to be leaders. And they all want to go. And that's great. But man, there has to be discipleship one and discipleship two and prior proper planning and all those things. I love that people want to go and we should be going, but we need to be going with God, not on our own accord. But sometimes we get saved, we, we get going, we do what we're supposed to do, and, but we say, in fear, we say, no, I can't go. Not me, somebody else. Someone else will do it. Or maybe later when I get edumacated, right? I, I don't think so. You're not talking to me, God. So listen, I'm not being critical because I understand, but we can't be those people. If you're born again, you have a purpose. You're blood-bought, you have a purpose. It's not easy to serve the Lord, guys, but it's always worth it. It's always worth it. That's why sometimes missionaries in, 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 in other countries will have their church burnt down five, six, and eight times, and they keep building it. Why? Because they believe that God is who he says he is. Do we believe that in the United States? What happens if we get ridiculed? What do we do? We shut down. We get scared. I can't talk to that person. They made fun of me. Well, okay. It's not an excuse to quit. We sometimes let the enemy talk us out of something that we know God has called us to do. Or we let man talk us out of it because we, we don't have a pa piece of paper on the wall that says we're this, this, or this. It doesn't matter what the piece of paper it says. Uh, it matters what God says you are. The enemy was a liar. He is a liar and he'll always be a liar. And sometimes we forget that. John 8, 44 and a boat in the middle of the verse, and a boat not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Don't believe the lies from the enemy. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the things from your past. Don't let them stop you from doing what you're called to do. Well, you don't understand. I've got a checkered past. Well, if you're blood-bought, the past is covered. And so is the middle, and so is the future. Listen, Moses didn't have the best track record, y'all. Look it up in Exodus chapter 3 and read about Moses, right? Some of us don't have the best... Uh, the, what? Ooh, almost cussed. <laughs> Darn you people. <laughs> Make me cuss. Did you hear what Pastor Bill said from the pot? I didn't say it. Some of us don't have the best track record either, do we? But we let that lie to us. We go, oh, man, I did this, 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 and this in the past. Who cares? The day you got saved, the past is covered. Don't live the lie. But listen, don't let that be an excuse to not do something for Jesus. Right? Leave the past in the past. Don't listen to the enemy. When he says, uh, you could be the only one that grace could never change. You ever heard that song? You're the only one that grace is not going to change. That's not true. 
We're all changed by grace. Are we not? But people think that. Well, I did this and that's worse than... No. If you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, you're a child of the King. Amen? The song by Matthew West, Hello, My Name Is. And I know what you think in here. Your name is. You, you, well, I, I, they call me this and, you know, from my childhood. And I was this. And, uh, no. You think your name's something not positive. It has a negative common connotation because you believe the lies from the enemy. You may think your name is found below in the lyrics by Matthew West. Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we've met every single day of your life. I'm the whisper inside that won't let you forget. Been there? Hello, my name is Defeat. I know you recognize me. Just when you think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again. Till you've lost all belief. Oh, these are the voices. Oh, these are the lies that I have believed. Now watch this. For the very last time. He's getting out of it. He's like, I'm not going to believe the lies anymore. The response to the lies that we need to have, body, is this. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. Hello? I've been saved. I've been changed. I've been set free. Amazing grace is the song I sing. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. Amen. Amen. Because if you're forgiven, it says in Psalm 103.12, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. He's not keeping score, blood-bought believer. Amen? Hebrews 8.12, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquity, iniquities, pardon me, will I remember no more. Not like my wife that says, did you close the garage door? Yes. I think. I'll go check. Right? God doesn't think like that. She's not here. She was in first service, and I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, fellas. Guys like to sleep indoors, you know. I was born at night, but not last night. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. It doesn't say part of the time. It says he's going to forgive us our sins. Not maybe, or he should, or he might. He will. And do cleanse us from all unrighteousness, believers. Again, you're forgiven. And no one and nothing can take away the forgiveness that comes in Jesus Christ. You're not going to lose your salvation if you've trusted Christ. It's not going to fall out of your back pocket someday when you're walking down the street. Whoop, darn it. God is not inept. If you're forgiven, don't keep looking backwards. Look forward to him. Don't apologize for being a blood-bought Christian. Don't apologize for believing the Bible. Don't apologize for believing the truth of the Word of God. Now, if you're willfully in sin and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to get away with something, you're not getting away with anything. If you've been forgiven, you need to identify as a child of the king. That word identify, everybody's talking about identify, right? So I have to be careful. Nah, that's not my, that's not what I do. You've been blood-bought, a child of the king, identify with the child of the king. You know who you are. Don't believe a lie. 
We, we, oh, we don't need to fit the profile that anybody else puts out there for us. What we need to uh, fit our profile as, son of the most high. I identify with Jesus Christ because he saved me. And when people ask me, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I used to be a messed up dude. I'm still a messed up dude. I just have Jesus now. So I'm messed up and forgiven. You can be messed up and forgiven. It's okay. It really is. I'm not telling you to camp out and sin once again. I'm just telling you it's okay to be messed up and forgiven. I love the amens. Because it's truth. And the world wants to keep lying to you. Oh, you're messed up. You can't do anything. Lie. Oh, well, what, what about that one time, that a long time ago when you did this? Okay. I've confessed it. God's forgiven it and moved on. He doesn't dredge it up. He doesn't write it down and go, hey, remember when you did this? He says, remember when I covered that? The only profile you need to fit is what Jesus says you are and not what the world thinks you are. Listen, church, this isn't a pep talk. It's the truth from God's holy word. And it's alive. No matter what the world tells you, believer, God is with you. It is God that goes before you. You will have troubles, yes. You'll have fears, yes. You'll have doubts. And you'll have unbelief. But this is what we need to do. We need to cling, crave, and call on the truth that come from God's promises. Cling to God. Crave His Word and call on Him. Amen? Amen. Philippians 3.13, brethren, that's you, church. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, listen, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Brethren, believers, count myself... Pardon me, I'm getting, my brain is getting ahead of my mouth. It does that sometimes. Count not thyself to have apprehended. Or in other words, you haven't seized it all and you haven't understood it all. But we don't need to understand everything to serve a risen king. Because he does. But believers, listen. But this one thing I do, one thing that you do, we must do this, the bullet point. Forgetting those things which are behind. Leave the past in the past. And... Reach forth unto those things which are before. Reach for the future. Forward motion is the key. Retreating into the abyss is not an option. I said in the first service, you can't hide out in the cave with all your food and all your ammo. I didn't say ammo. And wait for the apocalypse or wait for the second coming. Um, It's coming. And you can hide in the cave, but when it all happens, you're not going to need that stuff anyways. Don't hunker down. Don't bunker down. Get with Jesus. And then when I said earlier, when he, when he comes, just go like this. I'm ready. It was funnier in the first service. No heavy lifting. And as Moses said unto God, who am I? How many times have we told God, who am I? that I should go into Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. How many times have we said, I can't, when we just need to trust God because he can? I can't do that. Yes, you can. Because God is the great I am. We even get into the very thing that destroys many callings, and self-doubt or what-ifs. Listen, 
I'm the king of self-doubt and the what-ifs. It's a tool in the enemy's toolbox to destroy you. The enemy wants you to believe those same lies I do sometimes. You're not the right person for the job. Someone else can do it better. I have all these these past failures and, and these past things. Well, okay. So, God's good enough. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You know, when I went to Bible college, I had all these things. You know, I had some doubters. <laughs> if you knew me before, you understand. Well, you, you, you're not that educated. You don't read that well. And I'm messing those up on purpose, just so you know. <laughs> that guy ain't too bright. <laughs> but you know what? I went to Bible college, and, and I, I got the best grades I've ever had because God's faithful. I used to be, and I, some of you may know this, I talk about it. I was a C student. C minus, D plus, F. And then when I got into where God had me, he built the grades. He took care of me. And when I got a 4.0 at my Bible college, I never had a 4.0 in my life except for in gym and in lunch. (laughs) I didn't know what those grades looked like. I'm like, what's this? I got a four. I'm used to having fours. Like You've got none out of four or whatever. God's strength did that. Not me. That's why we need to trust the Lord's strength and not our own. We will fold, fear, and flounder in our own strength. But in Him, we will faint not, we will flourish, and we will finish our course in God's strength. Isaiah 41.10 is one of my favorites. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Amen. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The lies can't hold us back from the truth God tells us. Now watch. Fear thou not. Well, how come? For I am with thee. Amen. Be not dismayed. Don't be confused. For for I am thy God. What's he going to do? I will strengthen thee, believer. I will help thee, believer. I will uphold thee, believer, with the right hand of my righteousness. That is the God we serve, people. And if you don't know that God and the saving power of Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. At the end of this service, we're going to have you, if you want to receive Christ, you're going to come right on up here and receive Christ today, and you'll have that power. If you haven't, I'm just telling you, I didn't, and now I do. And I'm thankful. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart faileth. But God, amen, is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Not sometimes. Not when I'm in, you know, great mood and everything's going great. No matter what's going on, He is my portion forever. God is the strength of my heart. There's your other bullet point. And my portion forever. Forever. God has not forgotten us. In your bad times and your good, He's still there. Did you move away from Him is the question. Are you listening to the lies from the enemy and the fear and the doubt that says you're not good enough? God can't love you? Grace can't change you? Well, pooey on that. Sorry about the language. Isaiah 40, 28. Hast thou not known? Question. Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. 
When the enemy's lying to you, remember, hast thou not known? Believers, you know who God is. You know who your Savior is. Hast thou not heard? Believers, we've heard the truth, haven't we? We need to hold on to it. Like I said earlier, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he feigneth not, neither is he weary. Sometimes we're weary, aren't we? We're tired. We don't want to get out of bed. Oh, it's cold. Oh, there's extra blankets and you're warm and snuggly. Your back hurts. Your hip hurts. I have a chronic back problem on my right side. And every day it hurts so bad. And I get up and I go. And I'm going to read why I get up and go here in a minute. And when you believe a lie and you're trodden down and you're weak and you're defeated like I am every morning I get up, I'm just saying, I've had to train my brain to say this right here. Isaiah 40, 29. He giveth power to the faint. Oh, man, I can't get straight. Oh, oh, there it goes. All right. And it's not a joke to have a physical ailment. And I don't make it light. I have to get up at 5 so I can get to work by 6.30 because I can't walk. And to them that have no might. You ever been there? Oh, man. I can't, man, I can't. He increases strength. That's the Lord doing the work. He giveth power to the faint. The same power you got the day you got born again is the same power you need to keep tapping into. Maybe you vexed the Holy Spirit by living in sin. Well, get that sin gone and, man, say, all right, Lord, what are we doing today? Because he'll forgive you, and you need to forgive yourself and go again. Amen? And to them that have no might, he increases strength. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. God, I need you. I know. And he'll increase your strength. And I'm not talking about rubbing the, the lamp. He's not a genie. He's a God that loves and saves. I don't want no genie. I want Jesus. And then here's your extra credit. Psalm 18, verses 1, uh, 1 through 6. And if you're going to be at Feed the Soul tonight, it's my turn again tonight. So, lucky you guys get to... Anyways. Um, so, at 5.30, we're going to be talking about Psalm uh, 18, 1 to 6. So, I, I wanted to plug that. So, anyways. Three. When you have a calling and God tells you to go, what will you say? And, you know, I said earlier, sometimes out of fear and doubt, we have a calling. Because we all have a calling. And you know what God says? Hey, I want you to do this. And you say, nah, I'm not going to do it. And he said, thank you. And he said, uh, yes, you are. And you said, I don't want to go that far. And he says, I don't car. In his country accent. I'm, it's not going like, I'm, anyways. Exodus, I'm going to move on. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard the cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. That's going on in today's world, just so you know. There's lots of sorrows and there's taskmasters, that's hard to say, taskmasters and things like that that control us. The enemy, he's out to kill, steal, and destroy, still today. Because when we start saying, I want to do things for God, all those things are going to come into play. But watch. And I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land unto a a good land and a large, 
unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I did that earlier too. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians are oppressed. Oppress them. Oppression is like going on today when the devil lies to you, child of the king. When, you, when, you, when you're depressed and you have these problems, I said this earlier, you might need medication. Don't let a Christian tell you, well, you don't need no medication, you just need more Jesus. Okay, you do need more Jesus, we all do. But man, you may need to talk to somebody, right? You may need to get some medication. That, that's fine. But don't let the enemy keep oppressing you. Pushing you down and telling you, well, because you're on medication, you can't do this. That's a lie. Well, you, you had this problem years ago. Okay, I don't have it anymore, thank you. Because God is sovereign. Don't let the enemy oppress you. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, talking to Moses, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God wants to bring all the people out of Egypt. You understand what I mean? He wants people today in 2022 to get born again and get the oppression off them. That's the sin. See? Come now, therefore, and I will send thee, right, wherever I need you to go, that thou mayest bring forth people out of Egypt, out of bondage, out of their sinful ways, out of them not knowing Christ. God wanted his people out of Egypt just like he wants people to know Jesus as Lord and Savior today. What are we doing, church? He wanted to use Moses just like he wants to use you and I to preach the kingdom to people. And I'm not talking about when you go up to somebody at 7-Eleven or Quick Trip or you meet them for the first time and you start preaching unto them, Jesus, they just think you're a kook. I'm talking about loving them. You see them there every day. Hey, man, let me buy you a cup of coffee. Okay, weird guy, why do you want to buy me coffee? I'll take some free coffee. Because I'm trying to find out if you know who the king is. Moses said, who am I? And how do we go, who am I? Who am I? I, I, I work on... You know, I get parts for these guys who work on cars every day. They get greasy. And then I'm also a pastor. And I get dirty and greasy doing that too. Because people believe the lie. We say things like, God can't use me. I lack experience. I lack ability. I'm too young. I'm inexperienced. I'm inadequate. Lie, 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 lie. I've heard if you've been born again, you're a child of the king. I heard you believe that. So child of Jesus, born again believer, point four. What, pardon me, wow. What will help me win against self-doubt? Not a self-help book. The only self-help book you need is the word of God. I used to tell, you know, I got born again. December 8th, 1992. I started helping kids in 1994, I think it was. And I've told kids forever, the Bible is God's instruction manual for your life. And you know, sometimes they believe it and sometimes they don't. And then they get older and they go, you know, you're right about that Bible thing. (laughs) Yep. So what will help us win against self-doubt? A. 
know again that the Lord is doing the work. It's not us. If we start hanging out in our own strength, we're really in trouble. When we, thought, when we think we've arrived and we've made it and we're something, we're not. We're not. God has made us something, but if we start taking credit for his work, we're in trouble. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And I know everybody uses that verse, but it's true. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ, not through me. I can do all that stuff because I'm amazing. No, you're not. At least I'm not. I'm glad God saved me. B, get yourself ready and trust God in the victory. Here it is. Jeremiah 1.17, thou therefore... Gird up thy loins, get prepared, and arise, get up off your haunches, and speak unto them all that I command thee. we got to tell people the message. Be not dismayed, don't be confused of their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day, defendest city, an iron pillar, a brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah... It's easy for me to say. Sorry, guys. Against the princes, therefore, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. Now watch. And they shall fight against thee. That's a lie from the enemy. The enemy's lying to you. People are against you. Why? Because spiritual warfare ain't no joke. In Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians at chapter 6 tells you you're not, uh, you're, let me get it. I didn't write it down. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities, against powers, right? It's not, it's not me having a problem with you. It's the enemy trying to destroy us all. Oh, I'm mad at so-and-so, so I'm not going to go to that church no more. And I'm not going to tell people about Jesus no more. And I'm not going to read my Bible no more. I'm going to show them. No, you show the enemy how he wins. For I am with thee. God is with thee. Cast out that devil. Tell him, uh uh-uh, kick rocks, joker. I don't know if you can call that, but I just did. Saith the Lord to deliver thee, end of verse 19. See, know it is God which worketh in you. Philippians 2.13, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So it's God that's doing the work again. And then D, God will make... My way perfect, even, here it is, when life isn't perfect. Even when both your kiddos are sick at the same time, right? Even when everybody's coming over to your house for Thanksgiving and the oven won't work. You better get Pizza Hut on the phone quick. (laughs) What are we having? Blessed be the Lord, we're having pizza. (laughs) Well, I got to go to my aunt's house because she needs Jesus. No, you just don't want pizza. See, and I always, I always heard my grandmother say this. Well, when, when, the, when, the, when you... Sorry, Grandma. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When the devil lies to you, just keep reminding him of who God is and what God said about you. Psalm eighteen thirty two, It is God that girdeth me with his strength. Amen. He maketh my way perfect, even though I'm a knucklehead. It doesn't say that I added that. Because, you know, we all do things that we're not proud of, but it says, and maketh my way perfect. His word is truth. I'm not perfect, but Christ in me is. 
And I have to believe that. When the enemy says, you're not going to make it, I said, yes, I am, because Christ is my king. I will stand before him. I'll stand on the rock. And because you're not going to kick the rock out from under the king. He maketh my feet like hind's feet. He's, uh, pardon me, and setteth me upon my high places. He teaches my hands to war that a bow of steel is broken by my enemies. Thou hast given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slide. That's David. You want to identify with a man that had some problems besides Moses? David. And God used him. He didn't go, well, okay, Lord, man. Okay, I'm going to go home. God said, uh-uh, not on my watch. Are you fearfully and wonderfully made or not? Are you a child of the king or not? I can use you, David. Quit being a silly goose. Thanksgiving reference, kind of. All right, I'm buttoning up here. Calm down. We will have self-doubt, but we must know it is God that does the work. He hath gone before us. He is alone. He alone is our strength. He alone is our portion. He alone is our sufficiency. Just, just believe it. And then lastly, I think I got time. Uh, last service, I got time. So the other morning, 4 a.m., I don't take this lightly. Preaching the Word of God, teaching the Word of God. One of my coworkers is here today, and he knows I've been working on my sermon. I start working on my sermon many, 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 many days because it's serious. And I woke up. There's a point. I woke up 4 a.m., not just because I'm old, because 4 a.m. I got up. I'm walking into the kitchen, and I kicked the daggum table. And I was like... It's the devil trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Because I woke up with this in my head and I wrote it down. And it's not perfect. And, and I wrote my name on it because God gave it to me. I'm a blood-bought, heaven-sought child of the mighty king. I've been forgiven and I'll be received for what Jesus did for me. You can lie to me and knock me back and those, as those fiery darts attack. But before you go, you should know, who do I think I am? I'm a blood-bought child of the risen king and he always has my back that's what we need to hang on to not because i wrote it because god said write that down and i'm like that's poetry i don't do that and he said well it's kind of close to poetry but i gave it to you so use it because the enemy's attacking me all the time spiritual warfare is real i said that and i'm sure there's some grammatical errors in all this stuff and i'm sure the punctuation is not right but god is perfect and when he gave me that, he said, make sure you share that. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable sharing that. And he said, I don't care. And we had this fight and he won. That's how God does. You can fight with God all day long. He's going to win. You can tell him, no, I'm not going there. And he said, yes, you are. And you said, no, I'm not. And then in five years when you're a mess, you're like, man, I bet maybe I should go where I'm supposed to. He'll wait. Because he's called you. I want you guys to stand up with me if you wouldn't mind. We're going we're gonna to button up shop here, but I tell you what, I don't want you guys to let fear and doubt continue to control you. Tell the devil he's a liar. 
And he can stay right in, the, right in hell. You don't want him attacking you. Right? And this morning as, as our folks come to play, it's the last song as we finish up. I, I, I talked about in the first, Brandon talked about, you know, what, what are you thankful for? And I said today, you know, this church, the body, but I'm thankful that Jesus saved me. I'm thankful to be born again. I'm thankful that I can share the message with the masses or one-on-one. But I, I, I would be kind of remiss in my duties if, if I didn't think that someone in here might not know Christ yet. And that's what I want today, is that if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that today would be that day. That when we play this music, don't let fear and don't let doubt control you. You move those feet right up here, and we'll get with an altar counselor or, or myself. I'll pull a musician. I don't care. Because we need Jesus in here. All of us that have Him need Him, and those of you that don't have Him really need Him. So as... Brent, Brent, are you up here? Okay. I just had to make sure. I didn't see you come up. Stealthy. So as we sing, don't be scared to come up here and talk to somebody. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you need one today. If you're maybe in some sin and you want to confess that sin, you're not sure what to do, we are not priests, but we're going to help you get a relationship with Christ. I mean that with all sincerity. I'm not... I'm telling you. So with that, Brandon, would you close us out?